Viktor Frankl said, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's way. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Stay tuned for the next hour as Sue explores the human psyche, what makes us tick and how to live better, more fulfilled and more meaningful lives. Only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on the Finding Human program on High FM 101.9. My guest today is Classy Vessels, which I'm very excited about. And our topic is the road less traveled. Hans Christian Andersen said to move, to breathe, to fly, to float, to gain all the while you give, to roam the lands remote, to travel is to live. Welcome, Classy. Let me just introduce you. Klaas was a former chairman of a very large advertising agency and then he had the courage to take the road less traveled and to become a transition coach. He's a director of Street School Journeys of Discovery and he's a life coach. He does leadership workshops, team building and mindfulness workshops. Um, he's a diplomat in logotherapy. That's how we got to know each other. And um, he's about to take groups on wonderful, wonderful journeys, which he'll tell us about. Welcome, Classy. Hi, Sue. Good morning. Nice to be here. How are you today? I'm good. Good, good. I'm, I'm healthy. Can't complain. Sun is shining. It's beautiful outside. <laughs> oh, good. And Stellenbosch, warm or cold? It's, uh, it's getting to summer, so in the, it's nice and warm in the sun. That's no, beautiful. Beautiful, oh, beautiful. Good. So privileged. Now, Classy, I mean, you're about to go off again. If anyone would like to listen to our last podcast, by the way, we did a podcast in, I think it was May this year, and um, it was on the view from the top. So if anyone wants to look it up, you can on the Chayabem podcast under Finding Human or on the YouTubes under Sue Jackson. Um, and Classy has his own YouTube channel as well. So if you want to follow Classy, please do so. Also on LinkedIn. Now, Classy, you are going on this incredible journey to India from the 1st to the 13th of April. This is really a, a road uh, less traveled. Yeah, so yes. Um, you know, as I was preparing for our talk today, I thought, how... What, what, what for me is, how do I summarize the thinking behind travel for me, for myself? And so what I want to share is that, you know, we, we think we are uh, finished uh, as, as humans. We, we are actually works in progress, mistakenly thinking that we are done and we are finished. And um, as, you know, a, a bizarre way of thinking is, you know, we're all hurtling towards a concrete slab or a granite slab somewhere <laughs> but travel travel rips us away from that and travel has the opportunity to um to help us discover parts about ourselves that we've forgotten about or haven't known about so travel for, for me travel and but you know we talk about travel you talk about india and we can talk about india and, and the journey to india but i would like to suggest that any experience has this potential. Yes, India is a massive experience, but 
you know, something as seemingly benign as taking a different route to work or walking um, in, a, in a path that you're well known, you know, you go and walk in the woods somewhere in a park and you, you, you go your, your usual, usual route, but you decide to take a little detour. So the, the, it, the, I mean, obviously, the, you know, the more different the surroundings, the bigger the impact is going to be on you. But do not forget the seemingly small, silly changes that has experiences buried in them that you will not notice unless you actually make an effort to change something. Because there's a, the bigger canvas of this topic of travel is there's a part of life. Everything is moving. The whole universe is moving. Everything is moving. Yet we get stuck in our ways. We get stuck in our routines. We get stuck in our habits. And the, 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 the adaptation has something desperately boring written all over it <laughs> and there's some research that supports how this set point i mean it's called set point theory how the set point is how difficult it is to move those set points and we can maybe later i've got some research to share on the differences between material stuff and experiences and what the effect is on people and you know classy as you're talking Travel is definitely not just packing our suitcases, getting on an airplane or a, a bus or a train and traveling. Travel is life. Yeah, Every absolutely. day of our lives, we absolutely. have the choice to where we travel, how we're going to conduct ourselves. That's all part of the travel, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just consider that what you just said about packing our bags. So th there was a research study um, done with about one and a half thousand Dutch people. Uh, so it was a big sample. And they, they tested people who were going on a vacation and people who were not going on a vacation and the happiness of those people. And the pre-trip happiness uh, of the vacationers were higher because they were excited. Mm -hmm. They came back and a couple of months later, they retested those people. And the post-trip happiness of the vacationers and the non-vacationers have normalized. So that trip has evaporated, the benefit of that trip. And I think, you know, when you say pack your bags, we go, we go to some place on the seaside and we look forward to it and it's so exciting and we're going to have the holiday and we get back and three months later, it's life as usual. And we actually haven't moved the set point. I mean, and, mm. and the research on winning lotteries is the same. You know, we all want to win a lottery. But the research suggesting that over time, those individuals all fall back to their set point, which is, which is a, a part of what makes us human. Is, but to move that, so an experience like, for instance, going to India or actually having a, let me just say a profound experience, you know, an experience that's got an impact on you, has the ability to move your own set point. And therein lies growth. Because if you move that set point, you have grown. You know, there's a... The, the, the old saying of, you know, we, we all grow old, but we don't necessarily grow up. Because <laughs> growing old is like a, a vertical, uh, horizontal thing. You know, we can all grow old. That's one but thing. the wisdom but... doesn't always come with us. Correct. Mm. Correct. Mm. It's so true. And I think that, you know, when you're saying that about um, the journey and, and the happiness, 
I think sometimes it's in the preparation that there is the excitement of planning a journey. And so that, that starts way before the journey. But um, how many people actually put so much into that? And when it comes to the actual journey, there's, uh, there's disappointment. Yeah. You know, the, 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 from an artistic point, I mean, we, we're all storytellers. In a way, we resonate with stories. I mean, we've we've discussed this in one of our past um, um, lives. lives. <laughs> yeah, but we 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 love stories. We grow up with stories, and we resonate with stories. And the the thinking is, if I go on a trip, on a journey, what is the story I'm going to tell myself afterwards? And the whole anticipation and looking forward. But in a way, thinking that this experience must have the value of storytelling it Absolutely. must it must be strong enough to be able to share a strong story not just i had another pina colada you know that's like wow okay <laughs> we're going to get back to the storytelling in a short while this is finding human with sue jackson only on 101.9 high fm this is sue jackson on the finding human program on High FM 101.9, and my guest today is Classy Vessels, and we're talking about the road less travelled. Um, Classy, getting back to that road less travelled and, and the preparation for it, do you believe that it actually, true travel, uh, takes us out of our comfort zone? Mm, ab absolutely. Yeah, 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 de de definitely. Um, you know, the uncertainty that a, and, 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 and we're going to talk now about when we say true travel, it is, the, it is traveling into a place where there is, or in a way where there is a sense of adventure. Mm. Now, you know, often we use adventure, um, but adventure and certainty are, I think, mutually exclusive. Uh, so so the more un, the more certainty you have, the less adventure there's going to be. You know, just you know that, that's what I'm trying to say with that. So, if we travel with with a real sense of adventure, where there is a fair measure of uncertainty, we have the opportunity to to make discoveries, and ultimately the discoveries are on the inside. You know, sure we we have um, external discoveries, and that my inner journeys are all about that. It is an external experience that is very weird and very alternative. But the whole idea is to have an internal journey. But you know, there, there's a there is there is research to support this notion that experiences are more valuable than material things. So we all know about mass migration and the grand resignation and all those massive movements that's happening globally with people resigning and, and choosing to, to adopt different lifestyles after COVID. So following on that, uh, there was a, a study done and by the, generation, the Center for Generational Kinetics in the USA. And I found that 74% of the Americans, now it's Americans, but we can relate to that, uh, prioritize experience over products of thing, uh, products and things and we can you know we can see it in ourselves a little bit the if movements like minimalizing or decluttering are becoming common language people are trying to do with less we're becoming aware of our environment we're becoming aware that consumption 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 is really not the way to go we need to be m more focused and and, and treat and stuff. responsible Absolutely. But now coupled to that, the youngsters, the millennials, 
are favoring experiences over stuff. They don't rush into buying homes. They don't rush into marriages. They don't rush into committing to work. They, they prepare to change. They prepare to give up stuff for experiences. And it's against this backdrop, I think, that, um, that, that our journeys uh, you know, take place. So when we think about our story, our story is very is going to be very different to the millennial story. You know, each of us will find our own uh, story to actually tell. And I think so often what what stops us moving forward is this: um, we we almost fall into this trap of what we are calling ourselves, whether it's a housewife. Or whether we say we're irritable, we're easygoing, mm. we're smart, we're stupid, we're, uh, we know, identifying with our age, with our mm. gender. This new gender, this millennial generation seems to be making their own um, path forward. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we can take a leaf from that. You know, just getting back to Frankel, because, you know, this, this show is couched in a Frankel world. The experiential values, what he tells us, that discovering meaning, discovering what is significant, discovering what makes, what helps us make sense of the world, one of those avenues is experiences. For him, climbing the mountains, getting out, uh, was, a, was a big thing. Uh, so, so we're all different. We're all completely unique. But, you know, one of, the, one of the guideposts to feeling more fulfilled, for feeling I've got it, you know, I've got my own back. I'm doing my thing. You know, for, 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 those, for, for those sort of feelings of, of, of fulfillment, let me just say that, lies in understanding oneself. And to really understand oneself, one has to go and, 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 and put yourself at risk in the sense of a new experience, speaking to somebody that you don't know, asking a question that you think might embarrass yourself, going into a place that you normally wouldn't like to go into but discover the most amazing experience in the process just putting yourself out there a little bit it does require taking some risk in the sense of ego i'm not talking about physical risk i'm talking about putting your ego a little bit of stake getting over yourself and you know travel i think part of what makes travel sometimes so nice for people is they're anonymous we all just become humans again we we get stripped we stripped away all the trappings that we have the titles the you know, the stuff that goes along with the stuff, the car, the house, the arena, wave, you know, all those trappings that are really just ephemeral. You know, they, they, they're not valuable. And we get into spaces where we're just human and we connect with people on a truly human nature. And there's something really charming about that. And, and for instance, traveling with just enough things. But, you know, some people like, they like their comforts. They like to go where there's a TV and there's this and there's that and, it, you know, all the, all the beautiful things. But that is comfort. It's exactly that. It's comfort. That's not going to do anything. That's going to be no. nice. But you can come back. Thinking, yeah. As you say that, funny enough, I was just thinking about this comfort zone. And that's not taking you out of the comfort zone. Uh, if you're flying to Mauritius and you're wanting to stay in a five-star hotel or to Greece or somewhere like that, um, you're going to be meeting the same sort of people, people of wealth, people, you know, who might have those sort of values. So you're not going to grow through it. 
Mm. Whereas yeah. the trip that you're taking is a very yeah. different way. You know, I read somewhere the other day that um, meaning is almost like the villages that you stop at along the way. That in our own life journey, all these little villages that are in our own life path are where we find the meaning. That's but beautiful. we have to be open to it. That's so cool. That's such a lack of picture that you've painted there. Yeah. So, you know, so, but, but yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I just want to let me just before I I I, 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 don't, I don't think we can we can disregard the the trip to the tropical island or to some beautiful you know beach location in Europe. These things are all relative. You know, for some people that is the experience, and that's okay. And 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 it's not. So I I, I don't want to. I, I please I, I don't want to suggest they are right and wrongs. The point is, as long as there is an experience, as long as you get this little flutter in your heart of, I don't know what's going to happen, let me see. Because after all, how can we hope to discover parts about ourselves that we haven't seen, that, that, we, haven't, that we haven't shown, that hasn't been shown to us? Mm. And travel has the, the ability to show us something about ourselves and therein lies growth but you know some people don't want to do this and that's okay then then don't do it but then don't expect to change don't expect to get over something don't expect to grow if that is your attitude you know you 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 have to it it's you can't be half pregnant you know you have to actually put yourself in a in a position of of, of risk but i'm, I'm talking about not, not life risk you know, I, I do think also that travel today especially is to take yourself out of the comfort zone. Whether you're flying to Cape Town or Durban, wherever you go, after the pandemic, let's face it, traveling is pretty chaotic. And there is an existential anxiety, which is part of the human experience always. But in order to get out of the comfort zone, we almost have to look at what is causing us anxiety. And travel requires us to face these, uh, these fears. And it is easier to, to actually place, place safe, you know. And I think a lot of people who feel a lot of anxiety about traveling actually don't step out of, of this comfort zone. It's, it's too scary. And unfortunately, it also impacts a lot of people around them that incredible fear of, and sometimes it's an unknown fear, mm. but of travel. Yeah, I mean, this, those things, oh, it, it is, and those things are so sensitive, um, and one has to treat it with such respect and be so, it's so delicate. But it's all, like I said, it's all relative, and, you know, it's, 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 it's tiny, and you each take your own step, it's tiny steps, you know, I, we, we all, I mean, there are people that I look at and I think, oh, they, I will never be able to do that. That's way too scary. That is way too far. It's too far out of my comfort, comfort zone. And I look at it and I reflect on it and yeah, I'm, I do my call, but I, I still remain aware that the point remains. I need to step out a little bit. Um, and, and classy on your particular, sorry, I'm just turning off my other computer because it's, it's talking to me now after letting me down just now. But on your trips, part of the journey is in the people that come with you and their experiences that, that 
I'm sure you, you pick up a lot from them, whether it's their anxiety, their excitement, everyone reacts in a different way. So to travel with strangers, would, would you say they're strangers or by the time you take them on the trips, have they already become friends? Yeah, you know, that we're definitely strangers when we start, um, but thank goodness there's a common humanity. There's often, uh, not often, there's always a common theme and the idea is to, to share and identify the common themes so that we can become um, um, part of something. I mean, the, in, a, in a previous talk, I was, we spoke about belonging and how belonging is one of our most fundamental needs. We want to belong to something, a family, a, a unit, organization, you know, whatever. We, we want to feel that we belong. And the thing with travel is, the, it's it's there's two parts of it. It's an outbound and an inbound journey. So there's the seemingly obvious out, outbound journey of doing something, going on this trip, but it has to come back. There has something has to come in, and there has to come a there has to be an inward journey where hopefully we spiral upwards. You know, so say say something like patience. So we go on a journey, things is not as fast as we expect it to be, or it's not as clean as we expect it to be, and in that moment is the opportunity. It's like a stop sign or a road sign. In that opportunity is um, the, 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 or in that moment is the opportunity to, to um, learn a little bit about patience or forgiveness or acceptance or something like that. Or tolerance. Of tolerance, yeah. I think tolerance often comes into it. Yeah. This, uh, there, there was a professor, um, Gilovich, who did, he's at Cornell University in, the, in New York, and he did amazing studies on, uh, he studied happiness. And, um, I mean, we're not talking about happiness here, we're talking about travel, but after all, people go on a journey to find something, and I think somewhere in there, they want to have a nice journey, at least. You know, they want to mm. have fun, they want to experience something new. They, you know, happiness is, is sort of woven into the whole agenda. And he did this research on uh, happiness uh, experiences versus material things and how the research overwhelmingly supports experiences as being more enduring, more longer lasting and more valuable than material things. And it comes back to that set points we spoke about. We get used to something very quickly. But the, 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 the story that we tell having bought a new TV or having got a new iPhone versus the story we tell having made a connection with somebody somewhere that is was impactful. Of course, you can see it's a no-brainer. And it's not about not having stuff. Yeah, we got to have stuff. We got to have TVs. We got to have phones. We got to have cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to think that that thing is going to be lasting and, and do it for me, it's not. It is experiences that, that, that is. Um, and the point I'm getting at is regret. He continued the studies into regret. And we regret the things we didn't do more than the things we did. Now, this is a sweeping statement. It's a very general statement. But on the whole, now, this is massive studies that was done. So on the whole, people tend to regret what they didn't do more than what they did do. Now, this it's yeah, so true. Yeah, I mean, we can ultimately, I'm just, you know, chucking stuff into the air here, but we all can relate, must relate to it in our own way and see if it fits. I mean, you know, this, the, the top 10 regrets of the dying, the, the book, I forgot the author's name, the Australian 
author uh, who wrote the book 10 tops of the uh, top 10 regrets of the dying those top 10 regrets uh, after the break I'll, I'll i'll quote them i'll quote the source uh, for for us um they they the the, the regrets are, i should have worked more it's not that it, it's not i should have spent more time at the office of course i've got to spend time at the office of course i've got to work but it is not following the small passions in my life it's not looking after my relationships it's not doing those things that I thought I was going to done, do. It was living somebody else's life and not my, el- my own life. Mm-hmm. And this is all part of travel is, is putting yourself in a place where you can be you uh, and be authentic without the governances and the stereotypical you know, uh, things that, that, that is sitting in your, 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 your um, home environment. I think that you're so right because travel, I think, expects you, you to expand your comfort zone. Now, some people can get out of their comfort zones very easily without that much fear. For others, there's great fear in actually stepping out. So it's got to be done slowly sometimes to expand our comfort zone. You know, we, we're often asked to take just small steps. Mm-hmm. until Absolutely. we begin to flow a bit more with the movement that we want, with the, with the way that we're choosing to go forward. doesn't happen just no. like that. Absolutely. So travel requires small steps, and it requires all the potholes along the way as well. That, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're going to fall into a couple of them. But how do we get out? And each time we get out, we expand ourselves, our own consciousness, and our own comfort zones. Let's just add another layer to it, and maybe after the break we can talk more about it. Let, if I call it time travel. So now, last week I was talking to a colleague of mine who is ending her career, and it, this is a 40-year career. So it is very emotional. And we spoke about um, her career, and we spoke about memory. Now, if we think of memories of the past, and Frankel comes into the picture now. But so if we talk about time travel, the extent that we can think back to the past and go and revisit all those beautiful things that are forever in our past, those cherished moments, we can go there and we can dig them up and work with them and resuscitate them and embrace them again. And we can project forward and you know, maybe I don't know if you've got a break coming up, but we can we can maybe just expand on this for a you know after the break. Right, we will expand on that. Thank you, Craig. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on one hundred one point nine High FM. This is Sue Jackson on the Finding Human program on one hundred one point nine High FM, and uh, I'm with Classy Vessels, and we're talking about the road less traveled. We're back with you again, Classy. Uh, you were talking about your friend who was changing. Um, yes, what- yes, yes. Okay. So um, I want to bring in the concept of time travel. So, um, you know, the Talk in, in, about tra- time travel. Yeah, so, so in Alice in Wonderland, there's a Red Queen. And the Red Queen <laughs> remembers the future instead of the past. And that is such a cool thought. Absolutely. But this, this ability of time travel allows us to look 
back into the past. It allows, it's, it's called episodic memory, and it allows us to look into the future. Now, this ability allows us to imagine things. You know, nothing would, we wouldn't be able to accomplish anything without imagination. And imagination is time travel in a way. So oh, wow. we, we, yeah, we, we, we were talking about uh, functional or not functional. We were talking about bricks and mortar travel, getting into an airplane with a suitcase. That is, of course, that is one way to travel. That is one way to have experiences. But we also, as humans, we have the ability to do internal travel and visit parts today about dream. ourselves. <laughs> yes, today yes. Dream. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's exactly. So you yeah. know, it reminds me of something that Viktor Frankl said, and I actually did type it out. It said, many of us were literally left with nothing in all sorts of ways. However, this nothingness was not merely the lack, the absence of satisfying reality. It simultaneously contained a wealth of possibilities for dealing with the given reality in a new way. Above all, there was the blessed feeling of having been given freedom of choice again. In other words, to make choices under the newly available possibilities. And that was said when he had come out of this appalling uh, concentration camp life. And he said that. And um, he spoke about his personal zero hour and in a talk in 1992. And that's so true, you know, it's, it's looking at the new possibilities, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've gone through. And as you say, sometimes it is in the daydreaming, in the thinking of what we is, in the look at the possibilities of our lives. Absolutely. Because, you know, the, the, the ultimately, uh, we're not talking about holidays here. Ultimately, we're talking about growth, I suppose. Mm. I mean, it's, if, if we travel, why do we bother? You know, we want to come back with, with, with something that we, we didn't have before. We want to accumulate something. We want to grow. You know, it's, it's written all over it. But this internal travel, and, and like we talk, you, you, you started with um, the, the road less traveled. So in, like Frankl says, in a moment to be aware that I have a gap between what has happened and what I'm going to do just now to decide how we're going to behave. In that gap, we have the opportunity to go on a road less traveled mm -hmm. and do something that I didn't habitually do. But we, you know, we, 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 we grow up in a world where, oh, I'm a Pisces, so I must behave like this. Oh, I'm a this, so the, oh, no, my mm -hmm. background, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this, blah, blah, blah. And we all abdicate that creativity that we have to change. And it can happen in a moment, in a way we react to something, but we need to be aware of it. And we must have the intention and the attention um, in, in order to, to do that. Very definitely. I agree with you. And um, I think so often we follow the crowd and in following the crowd, we lose part of ourselves. So sometimes you've got to be the leader in your own, uh, your own travel of the world. You know, there's, they talk about um, the creative risk. The, the creative people often live um, with, without, not in a comfort zone. And because, I mean, if you're putting a book out there that you've just written, there's risk in that. There's risk in being ridiculed, in it not being good enough. 
if you're putting art out there, the same thing. So creative people are out of those comfort zones. They they take these creative risks. You Absolutely know, true. About yeah. finding flow, but finding flow is not always the right yeah. thing to do, is it? Absolutely. Rilke said that uncertainty is not an obstacle to living, but a wellspring of life, creative life, most of all. But now in there is a massive attitudinal shift that uncertainty, if, if uncertainty is seen as a stop street and a place beyond which I cannot go, that's one way of looking at uncertainty. But if certainty is seen as a potential for something, your whole vibe will change between, you know, according to this thing, this uncertainty, because often people are uncertain to express themselves and, and, and they, they, you know, then they don't express themselves. But if they can see that expressing yourself is a potential that could lead somewhere, um, it will change the whole attitude with which one adopts Absolutely. Them. You know, Classy, uh, I don't want to miss out on what you were going to be talking about once we've sort of looked at the slab of our lives with our eulogy perhaps there. But, you know, our life review, you know, being able to look back um, with a softer gaze at our life, I sometimes think. Sometimes we look back harshly. But it's the capacity to, um, to look back and then to look forward in a receptive way. So tell yeah. me what you were going to say about what, uh, who was it who, who, who spoke about the, the things that he was, the, was it nine things that he, he was worried about he, at the end of his life? Oh, that, that's the research on the top five regrets of the dying. Right. Um, oh, I am um, now adding another four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the let me just say this for you know, uh, uh, traveling um, um, has the ability, f you know, uh, just the soft gaze you spoke about. I, maybe maybe we must just stand still with the soft gaze that you had, um, because sometimes we're so harsh with ourselves. Um, so in traveling is to consider like almost like a fisherman uh, go into the unknown waters and haul in those beautiful things that I'm yet to discover about myself. Like, like so, so it may be a dark sea that we think we're going to go into if there's uncertainty and I'm on a train, I haven't got a booking, I don't know where we're going to stay tonight, but maybe something is going to come out of that that is, that is, that is beautiful, you know. So I'm sorry, we keep on going back to experiential things and a part of me want to still talk about the internal journey and the internal growth and um, so we've got a break. Okay. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Only on 101.9 High FM. This is Sue Jackson and I'm with Classy Vessels and our time is moving so quickly. Classy, I'm back with you again. And uh, we, we interrupted. I hope you remember yes. where you... Yes, 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 yes. So, so maybe we can just finish off. There was research done by a lady called Bronnie Ware. I think she's, a, uh, she's from Australia. She's a palliative carer and an author of the book, The, the Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And those, just quickly, the one-liners for those top five regrets is, uh, the first one, I wish I dared to live a life true to myself, uh, not the life others expected of me. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. 
um, which I have to get my head over a little bit because I think it's good to work hard. <laughs> uh, the third one is I wish I dared to express my feelings. That sounds very useful. Uh, the fourth one, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Sounds very useful. And I wish I'd let myself be happier. That sounds really useful. Wow. And then another lady, Kathy uh, Caprino, did the research on um, how the, the top five regrets of mid-career professionals. So this is now more in the working environment. It's an article that was published in Forbes magazine. And uh, there's a similar ring to it. I wish I hadn't listened to other people about what I should study and pursue. Mm -hmm. I wish I hadn't worked so hard at, and, and missed out on so much. So that there makes it sense, you know, working to the point of missing out on, on, on meaningful things in life. I wish I hadn't let my fears stop me from making a change. I wish I'd learned how to address toxic situations and people. And I wished I let myself not to be trapped around money. Uh, so, wow. yeah, just sort of maybe some final thoughts on why wow. travel is so useful. <laughs> but, but before we go on to final thoughts, I actually want to just pick up on your, your uh, trips that you're about to run next year. My daughter-in-law, Leanne, read the one, The Incredible India, and she said to me, hurry up and have your knee done. I'm supposed to have a knee replacement. Have your knee done, and we'll join Classy on that one. <laughs> I thought, dream on. You know, it's that, that daydream you spoke about. Yeah. You know, that time yeah. travel, I'll do it that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, Classy, just tell me about this wonderful trip that you you visit the Taj Mahal and tell me a bit about it. Have you already got people who have signed up? Yes, yes, we, we, we got some people. Yeah, so this week we do the Taj, but you know, afterwards, the Taj, which is probably the top most visited place in India for Western visitors, the Taj sort of lights at the bottom end of, of the evaluation of what, what did we find uh, fun and what was the biggest experience for us all. So the Taj ends up not being high up on the list. But yeah, we go to the Taj, the Golden Temple. You know, the Golden Temple, they feed 100,000 people for free every day. I, I mean, can you imagine that, that every day? Uh, we go, to, yeah, for free. And we it's all volunteer-based. And we go to Varanasi where there's always open cremations happening on the Ganges. So there, there's some very, very weird experiences. But, you know, um, we laugh a lot. Uh, India, India is for me a paradox. I still haven't figured it out, and I've been there so many times. On the surface, it is noisy. It's broken. The trees, are, the streets are full of potholes, you know. But but underneath it, there's a calmness. There's an acceptance. There's a lightness. There's mm. color. It is such a cool environment there's to go. There's flow. And there's flow. So, mm. so we go in there and we experience, you know, there, there's some, it, it, sometimes it's hard to put language, words fail sometimes a deep experience. We cannot articulate it with narrative, with words. You, 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 can, you know that you have it. Mm. But to put it in words is sometimes very, very, very difficult. But yeah, mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great experience. And that's from the 1st to the 13th of April, 2023. Yes. And then I see, uh, Craig's beginning to say wrap up, but I see that the next one is the 16th of April, 2023, Everest Base Camp. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm doing two back-to-back. -back. So uh, first one to 13. So that's for people who want to go to the India journey. And then from 16th to, uh, April, it's the Everest Base Camp trek that we do every April. Uh, and we've spoken Wonderful. about that. How can people get hold of you, Classy? Oh, just uh, classy at streetschool.co.za. Just just Google streetschool.co.za or my, 
K-L-A-S-I-E at streetschool.coza. And they can get hold of you then. Um, I love this quote just to end on, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Mm. And perhaps that is one way yes. of looking back and knowing you have made Absolutely. a difference. Absolutely. Um, when we end, we are actually going to be listening to a song of Robert Frost's poem, The Road Not Taken. If it doesn't come through on the podcast, uh, please pick it up yourselves. It's so worth listening to. Classy, thank you very much for being on my program. There's always so much more to discuss. And uh, we will do it again. And certainly after your next trips, we'll have a few of your participants on the program as well. Is there anything you would like to no, add? No, just with? wonderful. Thank you. Nice being here. Thank you, Sue. Blessed. Have and a nice day. let me just finish then with Robert Frost, what he says, two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry, I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood and looked down one as far as I could. To where it bent in the undergrowth, I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood. And I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Thank you, Classy. Thank, Thank you, you, Craig, and God bless.